People have so many different interpretations of what describes the perfect love life. It can be hard to talk about how we feel. Until now, welcome to Pillow Talk with Cheryl, featuring host and relationship expert Cheryl Besner. Cheryl's kind of like your BFF, easy to talk to and frankly honest. Whether it's about love and relationships, sex and desires, she's here along with some great experts. Now, here's Cheryl Besner. Hi, everybody. Cheryl, your relationship coach and communication expert here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And this week, we're going to have a really beautiful, intimate conversation about life, love, and lust. And we're going to get so intimate, we're going into your dreams. What was the last dream you had? I know that I've had a lot of dreams lately, and I have had a couple that really plagued me for the last month or two. There was one that really bothered me, and I'm going to reveal it at the end of the show. And we're going to be talking about your dreams. And some of you wrote into me sharing some of your dreams that I'm going to share with you and our dream analyst. She is an expert in the field for 45 years. She's going to be joining us after the break, so stay tuned for Lainey Dolphin. And then don't forget, at the end of the show, I am going to share some intimate words of inspiration between you and I, the ones I write for you every single week, and hopefully it's going to resonate with you, and it's called Dream Weaver in celebration of today's show. Now, as always, I remind you to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, because that's where you can write to me and ask questions, like the one I'm going to read to you now. And I, I hope that this line of communication that we have resonates with you. And sometimes our stories aren't always the same, but we can all learn from them. So I'm going to share with you something somebody wrote in. And they said, Cheryl, till I was 17... Uh, Sorry, when I was 17, I became friends after running into somebody that I knew from when I was four. He was my next door neighbor and babysat until I was around 17. And since the last two years, after running into him at a party, I have been in a relationship with this person. I finally had the courage to tell him that I had had a crush on him since I was a little girl. And he told me that he actually, over the last few months, after we ran into each other, shared those feelings. Then I got sick, and he was by my side the entire time. He helped me through my entire recuperation, and I felt very close to him. Now, he happens to be retiring next year. We happen to be quite a few years apart 14 to be the exact number. And he has now since said that with his retirement coming up, there are a couple conflicts of interest and he thought we should slow things down a bit. For the last month or so, we have been communicating solely through messenger and texting and a little bit of FaceTime. What do I do, Cheryl? Do I slow things down and respect what he has asked for? I don't want to lose this person. How do I ensure that this person that I have been in love with my entire life is the one I get to spend the rest of my life with? I could use your advice. So 
Unfortunately, in this particular case, there isn't really enough information as to the relationship that you had before and exactly how things came to fruition in the relationship you have. And I don't even know 100% what the relationship is that you have now. You said you're having a relationship, but is it an intimate relationship? Were you dating? Were you involved in each other's lives? There's so much that goes into it. The one thing that I am very sure of is that when somebody says to you, when a man says to you, slow things down, they mean it. They are giving you a signal that things are moving too fast, that they might be unsure of certain things. And if you push, you normally lose that relationship in the direction of what you're hoping for. So I can't tell you how to, how to make this roadmap into this relationship that you're hoping, it seems, to cultivate into something lifelong. However, I can say that if a man says to you, can we slow things down? Can we backtrack? And you've gone from a relationship. Again, I don't know if you were actually having a full-out relationship or not, but if you have gone from some sort of committed relationship or physical relationship, meaning you're getting together, having a sexual relationship, if you've gone from that to texting and Facebook, well, I would say right now your relationship is on hold. And I would suggest, as I always do, to live your life. Give that person what they need to do and then see what happens. It also does seem that you have a huge gap. And if you listen to my show and you know where I come from, you know that I do go by statistics. And there's always the exception to the statistics. But normally, large age differences, and if he was 17, 15, 14 years older than you and was your babysitter, possibly this relationship is not going to have a long-term outcome because sooner or later, these type of age differences do catch up. And when you're 20 and 35, it doesn't seem that big. And when you're 40 and 55, it doesn't seem that big. But when you're retirement age and somebody else is in their 40s, there is a huge gap there. So I'm not saying relationships don't happen with these gaps, but the statistics over 15 years of age difference is 95% against you. So take that into consideration. If you need further, please reach out to me, 844-744-SOLO. And you know, if you give me that, that call, I give you 15 minutes. Now you hear already in the background our very own Dr. Phil, who I know is going to have comments about the letter that came in via Facebook. And I'm really looking forward to hearing it. So without further ado, Whispers from Down Under. Wise Whispers is about to start with our very own Dr. Phil. Hello from Australia, Down Under. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, listeners all across North America. It's great to be back on air with you. Wow, what a, what an intro to the show, Cheryl, that you've, you've had today. Dreams and, and and unfulfilled love, you know, it's wow. What a great I know. Story. Talk about that's a living dream. I think that there there's a living dream and our, our sleep dreams. And we're going to learn the difference about that with, with Lainey, mm-hmm. actually, and, and really talk about what dreams have, in you know, in, in conjunction with our, our lives. But... 
what do you think about this? I mean, this young woman uh, has been in love with this person for years and years, finally gets the guts to tell him after they start having some kind of relationship. She doesn't give enough detail. But just based on the fact that he's, you know, asked to pull back, slow things down a little bit, what do you think? Well, I think there's a couple of things there. I think there could be the uh, fantasy aspect of uh, the little girl's dream of of this older person when she was smaller. Um, I also think that, you know, when he said, let's slow it down, it's either his way of uh, trying to either um, create some space for himself or he's sort of worried that he's getting going to be older and she still has a life to live. I mean, and if, if there's that 18-year age gap or thereabouts. Or, yeah, I think um, it was like 14 years or something, years. but it doesn't really yeah. matter. Anything over yeah. a Anything. So in, in that side of things, I think he's, um, he, he may be one of those, those guys who goes, you know what, I, I don't want her pushing me around in a wheelchair when I'm 90. You know, mm-hmm. or or he's concerned about that age gap, or he's just realised maybe it's a fantasy and there there isn't the depth that they might have been there. So I think what he's doing is 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 pulling back a little bit to either regroup or or, or redirect his right. life. And I think I think the important part is here, and and that's something for everybody out there who's who's in a relationship. Uh, and it can be a long-term relationship where somebody's saying, wow, I, I'm not sure where I am right now. And it happens even, you know, for people who are married a long time, right? You Absolutely. and I have discussed this. You've had that issue in, in your life and I've had it in mine um, where people just say, well, I, I need a moment. And the one thing we have to do is respect each other. You know, we, we have to give each other that space. And I think no matter what, if somebody says that to you, you know, it could be an excuse, but it could also just be, I need I a need moment. Space. I just yeah. need a moment to figure out me, where I am right now. And, and it's not always about the other person. So, um, And it, well, Cheryl, it gets, it gets confused. I think a lot of people get the other person's message confused at times. I think it's very real that people need space. Um, mm. and, and depending on that person may just need that to regroup or recenter or, 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 or just to breathe for a moment to refocus on what they're on what they're doing or where they're at. So uh, I'm I'm with you. I think people need to be able to respect that. Um, it's like, for example, if my wife goes, you know what, Philip, I need some space. Fine, take your space. You know, whether it be a day. The other day, I called her for lunch yesterday. <clears throat> I say, hey, hey, honey, would you like to come and have lunch? She goes, you know what, I just need some space today. And I went, fine, that's fine. I'll see you tonight. Yeah. And so, so it's not just about somebody trying to get out. And sometimes I listen, I can tell you very briefly when I was dating my ex-husband that we were together around a year and a half and we started having a conversation on the way to the country for the weekend. And he made a comment and I said, it sounds to me like you're not so sure that this is where you should be. And he goes, well, every once in a while, I wonder, you know, this is my first relationship after my divorce, you know, am I going to miss something? And I said, well, then maybe you should figure that out, you know, and take some space. And the next thing I knew, we were driving back to Montreal and we were separating for a week and a half. You have to respect that. In that respect, I also have to respect myself saying, you know what, I don't want to just give it two weeks of a break. If you're not ready, then we break up. 
And yeah. so after a few days, I said that to them. I said, like, you know what? I respect that you need the space, but that's not where I am in my life right now. So, yeah. you know, you have to kind of take that leap of faith for yourself, decide your own boundaries. Absolutely. And put it out there. And then, you know, lo and behold, a week later, we had the conversation. And he's like, no, I, I know this is what I want. And, uh, you know, we were married for 25 lovely years. There we go. See, what you did, Cheryl, you drew the line in the sand. You go, hang on a tick. Listen, mate, if you're not sure, take your time. Um, get your head clear. Come and knock on my door. But you know what? You might not be the only person there. So you've yeah, without, without, and it doesn't have to be like you're not the only person there. It's like, you know, this doesn't work for me. To them, but it's, yeah, but it's a priority. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, and that's what I always tell people is like, you have to respect the other person and you have to respect yourself in there. So, so listeners, it's about knowing who you are, knowing what, what is important to you, knowing your boundaries and respecting yourself and respecting the other person without expectations, without confrontations and having that beautiful communication where you both say what it is that you need. Absolutely. It's kind of like your soulful reflection. Absolutely. So remember, everybody, Phil's book, <laughs> Amazon or through Dr. Phil, and you can follow him on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Phil, Short I love these conversations. Channel. I know, I know. Well, you we'll know, always you. insightful, always energetic, always enjoyable. Thanks for weighing in on that with the male perspective from Down Under. And we're going to continue in a minute with Pillow Talk with Cheryl right here on Voice America. And joining me will be Lainey Dolphin about your dreams. Let's figure out what they mean and how you can decipher them. Right here, again, Pillow Talk with Cheryl. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events.
are listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl, B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are back, Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And as always, I'm very excited to introduce you to today's special guest. Yes, the show all about how to really decipher and understand or interpret your dreams and to help us do that. And we're going to be reading some of those fantastic dreams that were sent in. Remember, you can contact me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, or through my website, CherylBesner.com. And that's where a few people have written in, and we've selected only a few today to read their dreams so that our specialists can help us understand what they meant and maybe help you decipher some of your dreams through them. So... Without further ado, I would like to introduce you to Lainey Dolphin. She has been featured on ABC, NBC, Global, CTV. She has been doing this for over 45 years and is a renowned expert in helping people decode their dreams. Welcome to the show. Hi. Hey, Lainey. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, it's so exciting. And I'm, and we happen to have been able to meet several years ago. And I've always wanted to have you on one of my shows. And this just seemed like the perfect time because we're living in a world where, my goodness, I mean, on so many levels, we're living in, in these alternate universes of crazy reality that should be like <laughs> either dreams or nightmares. And, and I think that at this time, it's great because so many things provoke us in our sleep to understand where they're coming from. For sure. And dream analysis is great in, in light of what you're saying. Dream analysis is an incredible antidote to, um, you know, these days you find all the people are either on one side or on another side. So there's like such a, a break there's no middle ground in opinion these days. Right. Uh, dream analysis is the art of looking in. And so for every moment that we spend looking inside ourselves for something that we can change about ourselves, which we do have control over, it's the only thing we have control over. Ourselves, you right? Yourself. Yeah. And so you, for every minute that you spend looking in to change something about yourself, you've spent the exact same amount of time not looking out to try and change somebody else. So, so it's very healthy. So it's interesting that you talked about the world right now. and the, It's like right wing, left wing. And, and do you think like, for instance, in our dreams, we're using the left side and the right side of our brain equally? Or are we more utilizing one and one in our consciousness will wait well, time? I'm, I'm uh, all about the analysis of the dream. And the first and most important thing I can say to you, Cheryl, because it'll be the backdrop for everything we discussed today, is that the dream is the conversation that you're having with yourself about a very specific current issue that you are attempting to problem solve this week. And because the unconscious is this incredible reservoir, database, or filing cabinet, however you want to refer to it, it's collected every single memory and association that you've ever had since birth. And when you want to say something to yourself 
about today or about something that aggravated you yesterday or something that you're a decision that you're trying to make uh, in your life this week, the database opens up and uh, you use, you pick and choose different memories and associations from your incredibly unique unconscious mind. And that's the language that you use. So when we talk to ourselves at night, um, it's, it's just a uh, language. And instead of using the language of uh, words, um, we're using more the language of metaphor and pictures. And that's what I do. That's what I'm going to do is teach you how to understand the language of metaphor. And it's funny because I, I talk in metaphor all the time. And even, you know, these at the end of every show, I do these inspirations and, and these little words for the week. And they're always in these morphoses of metaphor and, and what things mean and what words mean. But let me ask you a question on that sense. What about the people who say they, de- they, they don't dream? Are they actually dreaming but not remembering them when they wake up? Right, exactly, because there's a memory trace that's not operating at the same capacity in your brain when you sleep as when you're awake. So there's a physiological reason why you won't remember dreams. But some people, like myself, are simply more inclined to remember. And whether you remember them or you don't, you're still problem solving in your dreams. And your um, uh, the solution is still going to get, you're still going to get the solution. If you want to break off with that guy, you're going to break off with him. But if you understand what the dream is about, then you're, then you can propel your problem solving skills, which is why I teach people how to uncover the dream. Because if you understand what the heck you're trying to say to yourself, when you have the dream, then you can get it uh, faster. I can so, give you like a very fast example. Okay, but I just want to ask you one question before you give us that example, or maybe this is about, because I, I think I, something just connected for me. Never mind deciphering the dream. Is there a technique somebody can use if somebody at home is listening right now and going, you know what, what Cheryl just said is I never remember my dream. Is there something that we can train ourselves yes. to call on that dream? So how about you Give us yes. a little bit of that because okay. some people might be wanting sure. to know, how of can course. I start remembering? Of course. And if you go to um, Have a Great Dream or um, my YouTube site you'll or even Instagram, you've probably seen because we follow each other there. That's right. I, I, I do these 45-second uh, clips and some of them are... Two of them are about dream recall. And so the first thing you can do is leave pen and paper beside the bed because intention is everything. If you decide that you want to remember a dream in the next day or two, then just leave pen and paper beside your bed and make a decision that you're going to remember one. And you can even imagine yourself reaching for the pen as you open your eyes in the morning. So that's one of the ways that you can do it. And another favorite of mine is to look around the room and look all around the room and just take note, a mental note of all the pictures, the furniture, the everything that's the lights, the, the windows, the, the furniture, and then just close your eyes and walk around in the room 
in your mind's eye. Because by doing that, opening and closing, opening and closing, that's the same movement or rhythm that you need for when you wake up from a dream. Like sometimes I'll wake up and I'll say to myself, where was I? Where, where was I a minute ago? And that it's that function of your brain that you can exercise by that open your eyes, close your eyes thing. And you don't have to do it in a room. You can even do it in your childhood home. Okay, so everybody, you heard that. Lainey told you about it. And by the way, she always also made reference to Have a Great Dream, which is a two-part book series but that we're going to talk about later on that you can find also. Um, but I, So let's go back now because I, th- I think a lot of people, and I, I know on myself, like even preparing to do this interview, I had so many dreams. And I was like, oh, I'm going to remember that dream. And, and I had full, vivid memory of the dream <laughs> when I woke up. Yeah, and you have to write it down. Later, and if I told you now that there's a couple of them that I have no recollection and I knew I wanted to talk to and I should have written it down. And that's really kind of in life too, right? I mean, you listen to people like Sir Richard Branson and Steve Jobs, maybe rest in peace. People talk about it, and I talk about that and have people do writing things down. It's part of goals and achievements, you know, things that we want exactly. in life. We could write exactly. them down, see them. But that's a great tip for dreams, you know, to, to write those you down. You have to write it down. And then you have to go and learn how to decipher. So now let's talk about the decipher because you were touching on that yes, before. Exactly. Sorry for interrupting you, but I just know so many people don't or don't think that they dream, but they do, right? Yes, Dreaming okay. is just thinking. Right. So you don't stop thinking when you go to sleep at night. Your brain is still functioning and you're continuing to have a discussion with yourself. It's just that when you go to sleep at night, the distractions that you have during the day allow you, they disappear and you get to see what you're thinking instead of, you know, instead of the way it happens during the day. I'm just so going to give you a very deciphering, yeah, because I think... Otherwise, it's sort of airy unless I uh, couch it in an example. And so uh, one of uh, a recent favorite of mine is a woman who bought a little puppy in, in her dream, not in waking life, but in her dream, she had a brand new puppy and she was so excited about it that she actually put it up on the table in front of her so that she could be face to face with the puppy. And she's so happy and so excited. And all of a sudden the puppy poos all over the table. All <laughs> Talk over about all shitting on your dreams. <laughs> And that's how she wakes, with poo all over the place. And so I'm going to uh, teach you uh, six basic points of entry that you can use. You can use the feelings, the symbols, puns, and play on words, because we do that constantly in our dreams. You can use the action, um, the plot. Sometimes you're looking at the plot. Or repetition. And so for this particular dream... Um, I looked at the the feelings and the plot together. And the reason I was attracted to using that point of entry, that's what I call them, points of entry. And the reason that I was attracted to that point of entry was that change in feelings that we saw. So you come outside the dream like a dance and you forget about the dream for a minute. And I asked her, what do you think is going on in your life this week? Some kind of situation 
that you started out so excited and happy about, and all of a sudden it took a very bad turn for the worse, and now it's a big mess. So she got it by me asking her that question. It was the job. She got a brand new job that she was so excited about, and after she was there two or three days, realized that she is working with a really abusive boss. So he was literally like... So it's about understanding really which feeling, like, because you went into it from those two points of view out of the six. So I'd like to understand, maybe coming up, we can talk more about how it is that you come to decide, in this case, it was the feeling and the plot, rather than some of the other, the other four points of entry. So I'd love you to explain how you chose those two coming up. We're going to keep talking with Lainey Dolphin, our dream analyst coming to us today to help us understand our dreams and how we can learn to interpret them ourselves. So stay with us right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. There's so much more intimate conversation to have about life, love, and lust coming up. Have you ever experienced the joy of living? Not just aspects of your life, but the true joy of life itself. Barry Shore has. You could call him an ambassador of joy. From a successful entrepreneur to becoming a quadriplegic due to a rare disease to his ongoing recovery through swimming and physical rehabilitation. Barry now presents his gifts to others as host of The Joy of Living. All you need to do is tune in. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are continuing today talking about how to interpret your dreams here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. As always, these conversations are intimate into your souls, into your love life, into your sex life. And today, we go into your pillow with your head on it, with your eyes closed about your dreams. And I'm being joined, as I said earlier, by Lainey Dolphin. She is a dream analyst over 45 years of experience, and this woman knows what she's talking about. So, Lady, we were talking about this dream that somebody had, and, and to go over it, it was about a woman who dreamt about buying a puppy, and she was so excited, and then she put it on the table, and then the table, the dog basically shot all over the place. Exactly. And, uh, which, which you were saying that 
I'm going to just do the synopsis that there were six different ways in which you analyze a dream and you chose to use the feelings and the plot and That's you were right. saying it was about her job and that she about her job her because job. she started a job that she was very excited about. You can see the mirror. She started a job she was excited about. And so she had the new puppy that she was excited about. And then the puppy, like you say, shot all over her, all over the table. And that turn of events that went from something so exciting to something so uh, upsetting and messy turned out to be about the fact that she was working for an abusive boss. And okay. so that expression, you know, that expression to like, to, he crapped all over me. If you use, if you speak language like that, the language will come in the form of a picture in the dream. And that's how, why she decided her unconscious chose a puppy that made all over the place. And so I'm a very solution oriented dream analyst. So what was the solution to this? Well, this one of there's several points of entry that you can use to uncover a solution, but one of my favorites which I used for this dream is to take the story of the dream out into waking life as if it was really happening. So I asked the dreamer if that really happened to you and you really had a puppy on the table and it made all over the place, what would you do? She said I would Take it off the table. That's the first thing. I would take it off the table. I would clean the puppy up, clean myself up. And so a further discussion with that particular dreamer, the expression, take it off the table, is something that she says when a subject is not negotiable. When she says something's off the table, it's off the table. And right. That, and that was the language that she used to provide a solution for herself is that she didn't want to negotiate with herself about whether she's keeping this job or not. And because she understood the language of her dream, the next day she quit the job. So you were talking, you started this discussion by asking me about people who don't have dream recall. And I want to say to you that if you're a person who doesn't have dream recall, and you had that puppy dream without realizing it, then you'll have other dreams that will prod you towards quitting your job, but it might take you a month to get it. But if you understand what the heck you were saying to yourself when you had the dream, well, then you get, then you know, you get the answer faster. Right. So propel your problem-solving skills. That's one of the main reasons why I do dream analysis. And by the way, for anybody who's just tuning in right now, if you want, go back to the beginning of the show because we were talking about how you can start recall because a lot of people do think that they don't dream. And the fact is, as Lainey is saying to us, we all do dream. What about, for instance, you know, if I'm, if I'm a very quiet sleeper, like I don't move around a lot of my dream, but my partner, his feet are always going, his body's always going. It's very rare, but he seems to never think he's having a dream. Does that mean he's a more aggressive dreamer and he may not be thinking about it. Like what, what has body language? Well, is there a reference between our body language and our dreams, for instance? Well, there, you're just a, a style of person. It's uh, the same way as you're a style of person when you're awake. You're also a style of person when you're asleep. And so some of us are more active and some of us are like that, less active. And some people like to sleep on their back and some people like to sleep on their side. 
Okay, so then there's no correlation because I'm a really active person. I don't sit still during the day, so I guess I'm going to the opposite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not. Uh, it's not. I, I'm. I focus more on the actual dreams and the problem solving and the analysis of the dream. That is. That's. Uh, that's where I go because. You okay, know, so that's the important thing for me is not whether I was kicking somebody unless. It helps if I have the dream, then it can help me understand if that uh, kick went along with some angry feelings that I was not expressing during the day. So I'll just say here that we are self-regulating organisms. And so the, uh, the human mind is going to create a balance. And so I call this uh, part of my discussion, welcome to the human race. Because <laughs> as, when, we're, when we're awake, we're expert at lying, denying, and avoiding. This is what humans do. And there's not a judgment about it. It's just who we are. We, we sweep and we avoid. And somebody hurts your feelings and you say, Nah, that person didn't hurt my feelings. The, uh, stuffers. We call it stuffers, right? We exactly. stuff and stuff and stuff. But your mm-hmm. unconscious never lies to you. And so whatever it is that you are underreacting to in your waking life, your dream is going to overreact. And the overreaction is the nightmare or the recurring dream. It's because there's something that you are not responding to that needs your attention in your waking life. And so the dream will give you a nightmare of some kind or a recurring dream, and it will have succeeded, A, in attracting your attention, which uh, is what your unconscious wants you to do. It wants to grab your attention. And also it creates a balance and so whatever it was you're holding back, the nightmare, let it out. So is there, is there something about our dreams versus our nightmares that gets triggered whether we're more tired or more stressed or feeling more peaceful or can during a very stressful time of life, can we have a dream versus when we're in a very quiet space and, and a, let's say on vacation that all of a sudden the nightmares pop up? Is there any correlation oh, well, I like those few things? Yeah, I like that you said uh, vacation. That was cool. Because when we're on vacation, you absolutely might have a nightmare, 100%, because you've relaxed enough that stuff is coming forward. And that's Mm. a good thing. A nightmare is a very, very healthy thing. No question about it. What about the what about the myth? So what about the myth that you hear people say, well, if it was a bad dream, it's a good omen. Like it, it's the reverse. You know, whatever you're dreaming about, the reverse is true. What no, do you say that? I, no, <laughs> I, I'd rather look at like let's look at some dreams specifically. Okay. I think those are better because they, they give you concrete. So I'd rather give you some Okay, so I'm gonna read you one. Okay. Let me give you one because this is actually um, kind of a nightmare, I guess. And it was submitted by Darlene Wong from Boudoir Therapy Podcast. And she wrote it and she said, I had a dream of people jumping off a cliff to get away from a demon. The demon sniffed me but did not attack me. The people running for their lives and jumping were family members and the demon was my son. Yeah, I, uh, I, I like that dream. And uh, so here's some of the things that came to mind. Of course, obviously, I, I'm not a, 
a psychic. I'm a dream analyst. And so in a psychic situation, the dreamer tells the dream and, and the psychic tells you what your dream is about. I don't do that. I ask questions to the dreamer and because, and it's the dreamer who lands up telling me what their dream is about. So because the ah, first goal, kind of like a coach, that's what I do. <laughs> right. and the, the first goal is to get the dreamer to name what situation in your waking life um, is the dream addressing what, what is going on in your life that you're talking to yourself about. Of course, I cannot tell a dreamer that they have to tell me because it's from their life. And so one of the things that I notice about uh, Darlene's dream is that she's an observer in the dream. She's not participating. And so that those kind of dreams when you're an observer might lean more towards you watching some situation that's happening and maybe you're not quite in it. So that was one thing that I noticed. And the other thing I noticed is that... Um, So I would say to Darlene that if it was my dream, it would probably be something close, but not directly about me. And uh, so I'd want to ask her, did she narrowly escape some situation? And here's a beautiful example. I've had situations in my family, and I bet you have too, we all have, where two people are having an argument in the family, and they're trying to suck me in to be a part of the argument. But I don't want to. I don't want to be in there. I mm-hmm. think. So, in other words, I'm observing two people having some kind of issue, and the argument actually doesn't concern me. And so, that's a kind of situation that could trigger a dream like Darlene's, because she's saying, and it's interesting because she says the demon sniffed her. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't attack her. And that's good because if my husband, let's say, I always, I love using Andy as an example. <laughs> and, he always, and he always lets. So if he's aggravated with one of the, one of the daughters, we have four daughters. If he's aggravated at one of the girls, he could come sniffing around me because he'd want to let it out about what he's angry about. And so maybe he'll come sniffing around me, but then realize, uh, I guess he can't be yelling at me because then that's what the demon does in her dream, who she says is her son. I know. But it might not be her son because all, because that database and memory trace that I discussed with you before about our filing cabinet. So every single family member you have They are all in the same filing cabinet, in the same file, and they all become interchangeable. So if I'm aggravated with Andy, I might have a dream that I'm aggravated with my daughter, with one of the I see. Because it's family member. So it's not necessarily, or if you're in love with a guy and you're having some kind of issue with the person that you're in love with, every single boyfriend you ever had in your whole life they all could be that person in your dream. All right. So here's the thing. I wasn't going to do this, but I'm really curious. After the break, I'm going to read one other dream. And then I'm going to share with you a dream that I had. And I'm now wondering, you just made me question whether the person that was in my dream was actually my son. So very, very interesting. And, and sadly, I won't remember exactly when I had it to remember what is going on. But I'm really 
anxious to share it with you and our listeners. So don't go away, everybody. Stay right here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl as we keep trying to understand and learn how to decipher your dreams with Lainey Dolphin. Stay with us. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Listening to Pillow Talk with Cheryl. If you have a question or comment about the show, send an email to info at CherylBesner.com. That's info at Cheryl B-E-S-N-E-R.com. Now, back to Pillow Talk. We are continuing our conversation about how to interpret your dreams with Laney Dolphin. So let's get right into this. Just before we were talking about a woman uh, who had a dream about her son. So I thought I would share one with all of you about a dream I had recently. And I'm hoping, Lainey, you're going to be able to help me out here. So my dream was I was driving in my car with my eldest son. And all of a sudden, we were surrounded by kids, some goons. And they were pushing on the car. And they were telling us to get out. And my son was like, no, my, you stay in the car. You stay in the car. And they grabbed him through the window. Um, We were actually driving my convertible. Uh, I have this crazy 61 Caddy. So it's got this big window and they dragged him right out of the top of it, right out through the window. The, The roof was definitely closed. And they started like pushing him around. So I started to get out of the car and he's like, no, mom, stay in the car, stay in the car, stay in the car. And then they really started to beat him up. So I got out of the car and I started like pushing on the guys and they had baseball bats and they were just, I I was, I'm still even thinking about the dream sick to my stomach. And they were just like beating him to a pulp. And I was like crying and I was trying to find my phone and, and somebody grabbed my phone and threw it to the floor and stepped on it. And then the next thing I knew he was like, get in the car mom and just drive. And he's like yelling, get in the car and drive, get in the car and drive. And I ended up getting into my car and driving going, what do I do? What do I do? Should I call my ex-husband? Do I call him? Do I call him? And I had no clue. And all I could see was that my son was being completely pulverized. And then I woke up like in a complete sweat. And I was so upset with myself. Like, how did you even get in the car? You should have ran these kids over, but I would have run him over. Um, Right. It was, it was the most horrendous dream because I felt like I was, 
he wanted me to go. He wanted me to leave him to protect me, I guess. But right. So do I but, hear you saying? Do I hear you saying that in the plot, in the story of the dream, you were you uh, were ill-equipped to handle the situation that that uh, yeah, I couldn't uh, couldn't save him. And it seemed uh, it seems like it happened uh, suddenly. It wasn't like something that you're expecting. Obviously, you're no. We were just driving, and right. And those are the kind of things that you'd want to ask yourself. You know what what was going on during that week? Something that was unexpected and that you didn't feel so equipped to control. So you didn't have that much control over what was going on. And I, I also like the part, like the part about, no, stay in the car, stay in the car, like that. Um, I might have a dream like that. Also, I'm going back to family again. And mm-hmm. I'm using family here because you used family. So it doesn't mean that it's about your son. But, it, but it, it's the first place I would look is to a family situation. And I still say... Maybe not even. Maybe it isn't about family. Maybe it's about business or something else. But if you have a family member in the dream, that's the first place I go to see if this, the um, problem in waking life is also centered around family. And that's- it felt like abandoning. Like I felt like I was leaving him in the lurch, like that I was not going to save him, that I couldn't save him. I no, didn't but know you how to save him. Going, but you were trying because you said that you left to, you were debating about how to respond. Should I call my ex-husband? And mm-hmm. then you, you, and did you say that you drove, did you drive away? to? I did drive away because they he got they, in the car at that point. No, he didn't. I, I oh, drove away didn't. and he, because he was underneath like 15 right. guys. They were right. just. So you're him. leaving a situation, but you're trying to, it's obvious that you're, trying so that's if that was my dream that's kind of the discussion that I would be having with myself I would be debating should I call for help or should I like leave this situation you know you know when uh, there's a conflict going on and you get it and you take a time out Okay, so, so I shouldn't just feel like I was the most terrible mother on earth and that I was abandoning no. my children. Oh, my God, no. <laughs> okay, no. good. You no. see that? So for everybody listening, like, understand right. what we go to first, that, that's what I've been carrying around for, I mean, I think I had this dream like two months ago. And, uh, when, but you can, you can ask yourself, what do you think was going on during that period of time that you were feeling guilty about? Right, feeling guilty and responsible in the dream. There's a, there's a fear, obviously, but right. there's also it's got a dash of guilt in, in there. Yeah, no, I it didn't have a dash of guilt. I had a lot of guilt. I got to tell you, <laughs> I was doing so a lot of motherly guilt. All right, so I have the Jewish guilt. Moving on, somebody else's dream. You wanted to share a story about a woman and a piglet, right? Yes. Let's go. Yes. There's a woman who had a one-picture dream about a piglet stuck to her breast, which was very strange. And so um, because the dream is about something that either happened to you yesterday or something that you thought about yesterday, that's the first level. I mean, obviously, there's much deeper layers to a dream. But first, I like to look at the first 
layer. So what was that layer for her? And and it's mirroring something that happened in your waking life. And so I asked her, what did you do yesterday? And she said, oh, I went on walking on Sherbrooke Street with my sister. And using a symbol's point of entry, I asked her a few questions about her sister. What kind of person is she? And see if we could match that up with what's happening in the dream. And nothing fit. So I asked her, well, who did you run into? Who else did you run into? What did you, what did you do? She said, and by mentioning a bunch of different people, one of the people was her ex-boyfriend. And I asked her again, very quickly, what are the first two or three things that come to your mind about that person? And she said, he's such a dependent little pig. So that's a great example. This um, dream, by the way, is just jam-packed with puns and play on words, which we use constantly in our waking life. And we also use puns in our dreams. And so now we found the piglet because as soon as she said he's a dependent little pig, now we understand what the dream is about. And when I inquired what happened when she saw him, it's that he wants her to cook the food for a party that he's making for himself. And I said, wow, that's so nice that you get along so well with your ex that you're going to cook the food for his party. And she said, I don't want to cook the food for his party. I don't want to go to his party. And I don't want to see this guy anymore. And so there's, so there's a, and did you tell him? Did you tell him that? No, because my sister was there and his friends were there. There were people around and I I didn't feel comfortable telling him. So now we understand why the dreamer is not running around like a maniac in the dream trying to get the piglet off her. When I asked her that, she's saying that the piglet is just on her breast and she's just looking at it. So the underreaction that she's showing in the dream is mirroring her underreaction from her waking life. And you can see how unbelievably um, precise Amazing. her unconscious is that she, she says he's a dependent little pig. And in the dream, she's got the little pig on the breast. He asked her to cook the food for the party. And there's the breast again for the food. And also there's that uh, when it's you uh, express milk. Pretty clear. And also, you know, the expression to express milk, she needed to express herself. And so what I said was, maybe you have something to get off your chest. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> and it sounds like uh, the pig is a little bit bigger than the usual size pig in this particular. <laughs> but All right. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. She called him. Lainey. And called him. Yeah, that's so great. So, Lainey, you have written a book, and it's also the name of your website, Have a Great Dream. And it's a two-part series, right? The Overview and a Deeper Discussion. And how else can people get through to you? Just through your website, correct? Yeah, haveagreatdream.com is the best place to get me. My handle on Twitter is Dream Analyst, and my handle on uh, Instagram is Dream Analyst. And the number one, Dream Analyst One. Thank you so much for joining us and have a great dream and have a great night as we continue. Thank you so much, Lainey. Thanks, Cheryl. 
So we continue on with Pillow Talk with Cheryl. And I wanted to give you two things today before we close. Number one is that love technique of the week. So here's what I want you to think about this week. You know, we've done um, drawings before when it came to drawing out our fear. Now I want to give you something that is a little bit more about where you are and where you want to be and how you get there. So I'd like you to get some plaster scene sometime this week. It can be Play-Doh anything. And I want you to make two figurines. One of the figurines should represent where you are and the challenge that you are having. And it doesn't necessarily have to look like you or anything, but just make something that resembles whatever challenge you are facing right now. Really understand it. Put in little things what that might refer to it. Maybe it's something with your work or whatever. And it, if you're, let's say, a judge and you want to make a little gravel, but do something that is about the challenge. And then I want you to make another one. And that is you how you want to be, that empowered person. And usually it's a little bigger and bolder than the first one. And then I want you to put the two side by side. And remember, you don't have to be an artist here. You don't have to be somebody who can chisel limestone to make a beautiful statue. These are representations of what you're feeling challenged about and the empowerment to get to where you want to be. That's your love technique for the week. And now it's time as we say goodbye to each other for that intimate moment that I love sharing with you every week. And this week, I wrote a piece for you to reflect on and think about, and it's called The Dream Weaver in accordance to our show today. So here you go. Take a deep breath and bring this one in. I am the master of my destiny, my dreams of yesterday, my efforts of today, my achievements of tomorrow. The child that played in the park carefree and without expectations still dwells in my soul. I summon that spirit to my present being, not afraid to take the risks they will bring me to my dream existence. I remember the colors of my dreams, like a rainbow that glittered in the distance, each unique color and beautiful in its individuality, highlighting each other. Together, they become a masterpiece. I keep dreaming the same dream as it is my life's desire. Like a spider, the dreamer in me weaves a complex web. The more threads I spin, the stronger my resolve. My core is expanding like wings of silk across the universe. My dream catcher is alive in me. I give life to my dreams, and they give life and hope to me. That is the life I wish, a life of distinction, drawing on my strength, nurturing those parts of me, yet to reach their full potential. Not afraid to see the dark, with the night comes my dreams and all of my potential, my individuality as a being, like a rainbow, my purpose should shine glory onto those that are part of the magical archway like the rainbow. We should all reach for the sky as one, yet as one. And as in our dreams, find our pot of gold. That is the dream, and I am my dream weaver. So I leave that with you for this week, and I cannot wait to share another show with you next week here on Pillow Talk with Cheryl. Don't forget, you can reach me, CherylBesner.com, or through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Send me your questions, and I'll try and answer them, and I'll see you again next week. Have a great week, everybody, and remember, keep it simple and stimulating, because we all know it's all about the kiss. 
Thanks for being here. Pillow Talk with Cheryl Besner will be back next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You'll want to make sure you're back for more great Pillow Talk. Oh, 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 o